Today on the Relationship Renovation Podcast, we have an amazing guest, Lisa Marini. Uh, she is a brain-based relationship and life coach and just some incredible information about understanding how the brain just kicks into some automatic responses in stressful times. We're going to talk about why that's important to know, how you might have some direct ways in which to deal with that, and how you and your partner can create strategies where conflict can actually be an opportunity to do things differently, to stay connected, and deepen your relationship. So stay tuned. This is going to be an amazing episode. Hello, all, and welcome to the Relationship Renovation Podcast. I'm Tara Kerwin. And my name is EJ Kerwin. And I just always like to say I'm so grateful to all of our listeners and thank you for comments and feedback and questions. And it just gives us like so much excitement to know that you like our podcast <laughs> and we're helping. Absolutely. And it is our favorite part of the week. And that is no exception today. Yeah. Uh, we are, we're really excited about the guests we have on today. You know, so much of psychology for a long time was very sort of like soft and fluffy and, and not a lot of great research around it. And what's happening right now is that there's just this amazing work around brain science. And so we have brought in a really educated guest her name is Lisa Marini. She is a brain-based relationship and life coach. She just came out with an excellent book called The Couple's Playbook, Relationships Are a Team Sport, Set Yours Up to Win. So I love that title. Yeah, that is like super cool. So hey, Lisa. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, nice to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, let's just let's just jump right in and and uh, you know you have a really interesting story about how you sort of have have ended up where you are in the space you are. Could you just you know tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely, yeah. My story is always uh, interesting. I actually came from the construction industry, so I was a superintendent for a multifamily general contractor. We built really large scale apartment buildings, and I was out in the field with the boys. And it was boys all at that time. And, you know, stress really got to me, which I'm sure it does so many people. But it was a real physical thing for me. My hair was falling out. I had chronic migraines. And like most people, I decided I could out-tough stress. I could be stronger than stress. I could manage it and arm wrestle it and win. And unfortunately, I couldn't. And I started to... I actually went to a conference with a neuroscientist, and he put a picture of a brain up on the screen... And it showed what the brain does under stressful conditions. And that was a huge aha moment for me because I realized, oh, wait, <laughs> this is a biological thing. It's like bad vision. You can't outthink it. I couldn't out-tough stress. And so I started studying it. And it led me along this line of studying the brain. And wow. come to believe it or not, our brain is at the source of everything. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, every every reaction, every choice, every, you know, failed goal, our relationship foes or benefits of relationship all source at the brain. And so I just started studying it. And the more I studied it, the more I got excited about it, the more other people got excited about it. And I eventually left my longtime career to do brain-based coaching. And it's been absolutely incredible. I've had so much fun doing it and a lot of impact for people. I mean, so just curious, because, you know, the lens we go through is relationship. I mean, what 
when you were going through that stressful time where mm -hmm. it sounds like your job was a primary stress, how was that affecting you and your relationship at, at home with your kids? Oh my gosh. Well, I got divorced. I had two small children at home and they got to see a side of me that I didn't want them to see, but it was really hard to you know, pull it all together. I was at my wits end every night when I got home. I was working, you know, 12 hour days. I barely saw my kids. I was irritable. I was on edge all the time. And it was a sad thing for my kids to see me in that kind of state. I wanted to show them, you know, a better side of me, but stress was just impacting me so much. It was hard. What was the moment where you were like something is really wrong or something has to change or what made you go to that conference? Yeah. Um, well, I was tucking my oldest son in at the time. He was probably eight and I was tickling his back and I said, babe, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he said, a doctor or a lawyer. And I thought, wow, this kid hates school. Those, those jobs are probably <laughs> not the best for him. But I asked him why he wanted to do that. And he said, because I like the money and I want to buy great stuff. And so I stopped him and said, no, love, you have to do what you love to do mm. and the money will come. And he goes, okay, like what? And so he started telling me he loved photography and sports. And I encouraged him that, hey, you could actually be a sports photographer and travel with the teams or do photography as a career or sports as a career. And that blew his mind. Wow. And then that little turkey turned to me and said, do you love what you do? Oh. And I said, no. Mm. And he goes, I know, mom, I see you cry all the time. Oh my gosh, I have goosebumps right now, Lisa. <laughs> Thank you. And oh. so he said, well, mom, what do you love? And that was, that was the pivotal moment, I think, for me, because I couldn't answer that question. There was, you know, I loved my kids. That was it. And, mm. I, and there was nothing I was passionate about. And see, so he said, mom, there's artwork all over the house. How about you be an artist? And I thought, oh gosh, I can't, you know, I'm never going to pay the bills with that. I'm a single mom with two kids. And he said, well, then I don't believe you that I could be a photographer wow. um, or be in sports. And so I said, oh my God, that's the moment. I mean, I was able to deal with the migraines and the hair loss and the physical things. I was just going to be, you know, tough it through. But it was that when I realized I had to model mm -hmm. for my kids and not just tell them or preach to them that I actually had to show them. So I started school the next day and I had already saw the neuroscientist previously, but that's really what prompted me to get off of, of my career and, and start making some change. That is so heart-driven and model-driven to be able to talk the talk and walk the walk. Trust me, we relate. <laughs> yeah, you guys are doing it. Yeah. I mean, it relates also to just this thing that, that we see with couples is, you know, we push on the show so much about preventative, but really the reality is, is sometimes we have to just have like this aha moment, you know, we have to have like this bolt of lightning that sort mm. of forces us. And it sounds like that moment with your son was just like, okay, like bang, I, I got to make a shift. Yeah, it absolutely was. I mean, I just, I knew that I couldn't, I couldn't convince him to have the life of his dreams just by talking about it. So, I mean, certainly what causes um, major disruptions in relationship is stress, you know, is, is people's struggle to manage stress, the anxiety that yeah. comes from it, the lack of focus, everything. I mean, so what have, what have you begun to discover and how are you helping people cope with stress, which is inevitable, right? Sure. 
Yeah. Well, I think the most important thing is for people to get really clear that your brain cannot distinguish a thought from reality. So if you know, your partner is irking you or they've left their underwear on the floor for the 10th time and you just seem to get so frustrated and you end up like snapping or just reacting, your brain actually perceives it as danger. And I think when couples realize or people in general in their everyday life realize I'm not a bad person, I'm not, I don't need anger management classes. I mean, maybe they do, but (laughs) that there's nothing inherently wrong with them or broken with them that they're brain is perceiving situations as potentially dangerous. And we move into different brain states. And when we're in this limbic brain state, this fight and flight response, our behavior matches that. So we get argumentative, dismissive, combative. um, We shut down all of the characteristics that in a real threat situation Mm -hmm. would be super helpful, right? Our behavior would match that. If a burglar's in the house, you're going to scream and yell and slam doors or run away. But these situations are not actually threatening, but behaviorally, our body matches it as if it were. So I think when people realize, oh my gosh, my brain is just trying to protect me and we can solve for that as the problem you know, versus, oh, we need to sit down and communicate better, which all of those tools are incredibly necessary. You guys know that, that having, you know, heart-centered listening skills and all of the relationship tools that are out there are, are necessary. But if we aren't in the right brain state to start, those fly out the window. We don't have access to those. So that's really the key point for me in my work is to get into the the mandatory stuff uh, before we get into all the tools. You know, one of the, well, and I was going to say too, and who not better to trigger most of your stuff than your intimate partner? (laughs) I know, girl, right? We have in in our lobby, the sign says, our partner is our greatest teacher. Be patient for Mm. the lessons because truly is we're around them. We are vulnerable with them. They're the one person that could you know, really love us or really hurt us. And so again, just to piggyback on what you were saying, yes, we try to support couples in being in their window of tolerance when they are activated, because if they are activated and they're out of their window of tolerance, it just goes to that place that is Mm -hmm. not good. Yeah, Yeah, it's so true. And it can be so damaging because people aren't thinking about what they're saying or the repercussions. It's just reactive. And the damages that, and you know, we see this over and over and we, we experience it in our own relationship is you begin to consistently see your partner as a threat to your well-being. Mm-hmm. And you think, yeah. because you said, you know, you, you, you don't really distinguish your thoughts from reality, is that the reality becomes this person is a threat. I just need to get away from them. Yeah, and you may not even see it that way, but it, we sure react that way. And and that's a bit, you know, in the book, I talk about relationships being a team sport because they are, they're on your team, they're not your opponent. And we often fall into that place of out of tolerance and they become our opponent. Yeah. I mean, so because you have this like book that seems like, you know, it, the, the whole idea is it's a playbook, right? For, yes. for couples. So, I mean, can we really like get into like, what is this playbook helping couples do? Well, I would I would say there's a lot of things, but if we were to boil it down into one key thing, it's helping each other recognize these triggered states and helping each other co-regulate. And 
you know, I do it in a humorous way. I've definitely brought in a lot of sports analogies because not always <laughs> do couples want to do this work. It's, it can be heavy. It can be, you know, sometimes too serious. So I, I am very lighthearted and playful with it in the book. And, you know, the main intention is to recognize, hey, my partner's brain is feeling unsafe right now. What can I do to support them? What can I do for myself to support myself and, and recognize my patterns so that I'm not just triggered all the time to, to self-regulate. And then there's tons and tons of tools in there about talking about things that we might not talk about. I've had couples that have been in relationship for years or decades even that aren't talking about, you know, having guests over, where we should travel, and some of the things that you would think mm-hmm. are general conversation topics, but they just aren't broached a lot of times. So there's a lot of that. And you know, effective communication and listening and those skills as well. But really the key of it is is recognizing this triggered state versus non-triggered yeah. state. And I mean, Lisa, it is so hard to do. Like, because we, I, I, like what you're saying, it's, you know, our main focus with any of our couples here is to develop emotional safety with each other. And we are yeah. not, like when we see our partner reactive, like our brain just wants to like go into defense mode. And what do you mean? Like, why are you mad? I mean, it's like one of the hardest skills, but when you really start to kind of be more open-hearted during challenging times, you know, you're starting to regulate yourself better. So that way you can kind of come in, lean in with your partner. It is profound. Like we see Mm -hmm. the shift from- Shift happens. Shift happens. That's one of our podcasts, (laughs) but like from that Hyper vigilant state where they're so reactive, and it takes right. It takes practicing the skills. It does take the professional coaching, therapy, whatever you might need to help them regulate. But once it happens, it is you don't even go back to it because it feels so damn good. Like oh, I mm-hmm. can be stressed out. I can be like irritable, and my partner is coming in, and he's like, "Hey, honey, you want to go get grounded with me?" Like I can tell this is really hard for you. Versus oh my God, she's in a bad mood again. This is going to ruin our whole freaking day. Blah, 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 blah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, like you said, you have to understand what's happening before you can even get to the the tools of, you know, interventions that change, right? So can you, mm-hmm. can you take that step in helping our audience understand, they know that word triggered, right? But when that trigger happens, what happens in the brain? Like help them like get what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. So the moment someone's triggered, the resources move to the center of the brain called the limbic center. Most of us refer to it as the fight and flight center. And uh, we engage the sympathetic nervous arousal system. So we get in an aroused state as if imminent danger were to happen, the resources move to our extremities. So we, our muscles get engaged, our heart rate increases. You know, we can feel it biologically that, you know, we're ready to, to fight or flee. We, mm-hmm. we feel that in our body. And our body then, of course, is flooded with this adrenaline and cortisol. And so when we're in this limbic state, it affects us behaviorally as well, like I had spoken about just a few minutes ago, and it affects us physically. So we're aroused, we're ready to run, we're ready to fight, we're ready to, you know, sometimes we freeze. And so when that's downregulated, when we aren't in that quote unquote triggered state, we go back into a parasympathetic nervous state, 
our resources move back into the prefrontal cortex, the thinking part of the brain, the logical part of the brain, the non-reactive part of the brain. And that's where we can resolve conflict. That's where we can have clear communication and not see our partner as a threat, but see them, you know, as a friend. We call it offline versus online. (laughs) I love it. Perfect. Yes. I love what you said there when you talked about like, okay, so what happens in the brain is you go into that limbic response but the limbic, the responses are are very different, oftentimes based upon attachment stuff and how you adapted as mm-hmm. a kid. Because I know in our relationship, when there's those conflicts, we go different directions. Sure. I think Tara maybe goes a little bit more into fight and I go into flee. Yeah. And that's where it also, that's where you get like whipped up into a, a tsunami <laughs> of like both people are, are just like they're not together and it's... And then it keeps reinforcing... Yeah, it's horrible. The pain, yeah. Well, and that's in the book, I talk about having very proactive conversations. So one of the things that teams, meaning the couples, will set up are team huddles, just like in a sports team that's or adorable. even in business. <laughs> yeah, in business, you're going to have your Friday afternoon meeting or your mm-hmm. Monday morning meetings. You're going to coordinate what's coming up. And in a, in a sports team, you're going to have a huddle. And so in these huddles, couples will talk about that. Hey, when you're triggered, right? Because this conversation is going to happen when you're both in a prefrontal state and clear-minded and, and in a great environment. And you're going to say, gosh, my typical response is to run away. Well, if that's your response and my response is to fight, we're going to make a game plan. So, hey, next time we're triggered, yeah, go ahead and you can take your space, but let's put a time limit on it. Let's say 20 minutes so that I'm also not feeling abandoned or that you're running away from me. So it's a really proactive approach and it's on a weekly basis so that not only can you plan for next week or for the future in your life together, you're also reviewing the tape from the last week and said, hey, what worked for you? What didn't work for you in an environment that's safe and set up for this so that it's not in a moment of passing in the hallways trying to have a conversation or when you're heated. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And I love that you're suggesting this weekly in probably times where it's more neutral because I know yes. like it's like, oh, okay, these are like the tools you can use when it's already activated, but you're saying that whole planning and preparing for every week and just constantly reinforcing what our strategy is. I love the whole, the game plan, the huddle, the strategy. What's our, it's so cute. I'm just like, sports fans are going to love this way (laughs) that you're approaching couples. It is awesome. I can run with that sports metaphor too, because like we all, you know, everybody has a different position. And what might be if Tara and I make a plan for when we enter into those states, probably the way I'm going to regulate myself and the way that Tara is going to regulate herself are going to be different, right? And and I think one of the most common dynamics we see is what we were just talking about. The one person is more apt to engage and fight. The other is to flee. Can you help us with maybe like 
if two listeners are, you know, if they're listening to this and they're, and they're saying like, yeah, that's our dynamic too, mm-hmm. what would be the different ways you would help somebody who's more apt to fight and one who's more apt to flee? Yeah. So if we're looking at it from that aspect, if, if we can kind of boil it down to just basic biology, someone who is ready to fight is probably that way across the board. And they're probably needing to deal with that limbic response in a physical way. So, you know, somebody who has that fight mentality, going to the gym is probably something they feel really good about when mm-hmm. they go. They, they're they very physical in nature. And so a fight person should really or could really use physical tools to downregulate. So shaking their body, doing jumping jacks, stepping in another room and hitting on a, a punching bag, something like that, because their natural tendency is they want to fight something. It's coming out verbally, but their body is telling them, hey, fight, and they're not completing that natural biological cycle because they're stuffing it. Mm-hmm. Someone who's, you know, flea-based or someone who, you know, tends to just want to, to walk away, downregulation tools can be really helpful, maybe some breathing exercises, some calming exercises because it did feel threatening to their nervous system. So things that are more calming, uh, maybe journaling, some more introverted type of approaches. But also for these couples to just make sure they've they've pre-gamed. They already mm-hmm. have a plan for, hey, when we're in a when we're getting heated, you throw a flag on the field, right? Is what I refer because it's all sports <laughs> analogies here. You throw a flag on the yeah. field or you have you know, you raise a hand, you touch your nose, you do some sort of symbol that says, hey, let's call a timeout, let's put a pause on this. The fight person can go and do what they need to do. The flea person can do what they need to do. But then you come back, you have a set plan, hey, in 20 minutes, in 10 minutes, in 45 minutes, whatever that number feels right that you've both pre-agreed upon. And then you can resolve it when you're in those different brain states. Well, I want to say thank you for, because I never related like a flea type response versus a freeze into, cause I know that like if I go to the gym like five or six times a week and it's so helpful. And if I even miss like three days, like I get so much more anxiety and, and EJ is mm-hmm. like up in the morning I'm he's meditating and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, I hate doing that. <laughs> but I never related that to the way that our sympathetic nervous system, when it's aroused, how Mm -hmm. that is representative or parallels our nervous state. Like, thank you for that. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, I definitely related to, and that flea is like getting, you know, I almost imagine in those moments where I go into a cave and like, I gotta Mm -hmm. come out of the cave you know, like, mm-hmm. like, and, and the interesting thing is about flee is you can like, you can flee and not even physically flee and Tara totally picks up on it. Where in mm-hmm. those moments where I just like depart, you know, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm out of there and it exasperates her fight because she wants to engage and, and I'm away, you know, and it's, uh, and, and then that's the, that cycle again, where it just like, you know, it just circles and circles and escalates, which is horrible. So all you fight people, go exercise. All you flee people, start journaling and meditating. Yeah, get present. <laughs> like, get present. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, I mean, the the one though we didn't address there is the freeze, right? And that's mm-hmm. that's an interesting one too, because that reminds me a lot of like like trauma stuff is, is like and... dissociating in that moment. Any Anything that you would give suggestions to people who have that that freeze? 
Sure. Well, and I say that it's very dependent on each individual person because, you know, a, a flight person might also need to have some physical, you know, they might need to go exercise mm-hmm. or do some shaking. So it really is based on each individual's needs. And I think it's such a beautiful place to explore this with your partner of what your needs are and what feels good. So just, you know, if someone is a freeze person and because relationships are our laboratory, when the next time they're in a fight or having an argument, it's what they're needing in that moment. And if it can be honored by their partner, maybe they need a back tickle or a foot rub, or maybe they're needing, you know, to be distracted. Maybe they're needing to go to the movies and not have any conversation about relationship, but just to be distracted. So I would say to any of these is to just experiment and, and use this as your test case of, in the moment or review your tape, look what you've wanted in the past and and give your wildest wishes to your partner so they can fulfill that for you. I have to share something really funny because this reminded me what you just said of maybe like a few months ago, I was, it was just like a busy day before and it was super overwhelming. And I literally like was just numb. I'm like, I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to. And so I woke up that next morning and I said, EJ, I'm not going to do emotions today. Good girl. I love it. And he's like, really, can you do that? I'm like, well, I'm going to try like hell to do that. And literally like I would start to feel a little bit like, oh, and I'm like, actually, no, I'm not doing emotions today. I'm just staying really calm in my body. And it was literally one of the best days I've ever had. Oh my gosh. I love it. I had to be very intentional every 10 minutes. I was thinking that exact same thing. Were you really? Well, yeah, absolutely. Because that's like a new play that we've that we've put in like if we've had a couple of challenging days you've done that a couple times in the last few months I'm where getting you, better where at you've it. been like you know, today is a no emotion day and it's not like we're, we're disconnected but it's just like and and then I sort of like honor that of like hey I'm not gonna like bring up a bunch of like triggering stuff I'm not gonna bring up like like heavy subject matter today I'm gonna honor the fact that she's like she doesn't mm. want to go to those places today and 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 it has actually really worked for us, I think. That's extraordinary. I love this. Well, I'm I'm just loving, like, first of all, a lot of what you're saying really relates to the program that we've developed here because we try to do code word. And even in our sessions, mm. we have these little like one minute, three minute, five minute, 10 minute hourglass timers. And if we start to see couples, individuals get out of their window of tolerance, we ask them to pick one of these timers and then we do some breathing or squeezing Mm. on squish balls just to help them really regulate in session so then that they can take that and know how to do it at home. But really that you're, it feels like, I don't know, I'm going to read your book, hopefully this weekend, um, that you are taking the approach of very proactive Mm. before a crisis happens. If crises happens, that's okay too. But like really taking this approach of helping couples do it in a way that feels like, it's like energized. It's kind of a different because of the analogies with the sports thing, Um, but really like making a game plan. And I think that so many people don't think that they need it. That's the thing. Like couples get so mad. Like we're, we're just broken. We're fractured. Like actually, no, it just takes a shit ton of skills. Like a lot of skills, a lot of communicating, a lot of understanding the brain and how it works and you will get there. And I think kind of just like, you know, all the work that coaches are doing, therapists are doing in the couple's realm. It's like, I think couples are finally getting it. Like we're not inherently broken. Like we just never learned these skills. 
It's so true. And we didn't understand our brain biology. I mean, when, yeah. when we tell partners, especially because like I know, have you studied the difference, a lot of the difference between male and female brain? I have, um, not in depth, but enough to have some idea. And I see it with my clients as well. Well, you say, because I know one thing that early on we say, you know, like when there's an emotional reaction, like female brains are less apt to get into that flight, fight, freeze, limbic system activation mode versus a male brain will like immediately start to get flooded. And just female partners hearing that, if it's a male-female partner, they have some more compassion and understanding now that their brain works differently mm-hmm. than the other brain. But can you say just a tiny bit around the differences? Yeah. Gosh, I don't know how to much more detail to go in. I think you've really encapsulated sort of just the high level of that. And, you know, I think that women do have to have, you know, just naturally we have children, right? So the yelling and the crying, and we just have less trigger when it comes to some of that stuff. And I'm sure it, I don't know the reason of it, but I'm sure it's because of motherhood Mm -hmm. and men generally in, in ancient times being the protectors, they have to have that level of aggression to fight off other tribes or warriors or, or be in that state of really activated go-go power so they can kill animals and do those types of things. So I'm sure that's the source of all of it. The beauty of all of it is that understanding that you're talking about of this is how you are, this is how I am. And it does give so much permission and grace to say, oh, this is just your brain. It's not you. And that makes all the difference in the world. Yes. And also that like there's a lot of couples that come in and, you know, like there's a whole emotionally available, I need you to be emotionally available. And there's also that like education around like, yes, but that brain might not be quite caught up Mm -hmm. evolutionary wise. Like we can't just expect someone to be emotionally available when their brain still is working in that protective, I've got to go find and forage for food. Yeah. And this like relates really back to your story, Lisa, is like there's so little separation right now between our work life and our home life, you know, and, and especially after COVID where, where now like people are working in their houses and everything else and work is so, it's stressful. It's also feels existential that it's like, if I don't succeed, then my family won't, you know, have food. We won't have a house. And what we see is a lot of times is, people never sort of downshift out of work into their relationship. So they bring that same energy, that same like stress, that same limbic response system that they've been in all day long in. Mm-hmm. And, and then also that the way they solve problems in their work life, they try to solve the problems in their home <laughs> life the same way. And I know for Tara and I, that's been a big shift is that like, the way I might address a stressful issue in work is definitely not going to, not going to work out at home. Yeah, of course. Well, and that's the beauty of having some proactive tools for this. So there is a section in the book where um, you have to ask permission to share your stuff. You know, I, I think the analogy I use in there is that, you know, if Tara's sitting on the couch, cozy, ready to watch her favorite show. And and if you were to walk into the kitchen and grab the trash bag liner full of coffee grounds and eggshells and junk, you wouldn't take it over and just dump the trash on her, 
right? Because that wouldn't go over very well. But this is what we do emotionally. We come in from the stressful day and, and we use our partner as a dumping ground. And so there's just rules set up just like on a, in a sports team, right? There's, there's things that you can't do. There's regulations. And so that's some of the stuff that is in the book to have permission of, hey, I had a really crummy day. Do you have bandwidth to hear about it? And they can say no. And you don't take offense to it, right? That's just their no. It's like not having feelings for the day, which is beautiful. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Set up the rules that you have to play by in your relationship and agree to them. For sure. And to kind of end with that, like what do you, as being a coach, writing this book, having these amazing ideas in this platform for couples to really come up with a game plan, what do you notice? What have you seen couples shifts? Yeah. I mean, it is the most miraculous shift ever. I mean, if you were to start a business and on, as an entrepreneur and not have any rules, any regulations, you hire people, they don't have job descriptions. It's not going to succeed as a business. And a relationship in sort is a business that we're running. So we need to get really clear on, hey, how is this going to work? We need to do this together. It It is completely transformational when couples start having this conversation. And I think it has them feeling really safe that they can share their grievances or concerns because they know they're going to have a meeting every week. And so that just doesn't build up or you're not holding on to this thing that you're going to have to catch your partner in the right mood to bring it up that, no, you know, you get to have a chat about it on Friday at noon or whatever your time is. All right. So, I mean, obviously this is like really important information. It's you've seen it, we've seen it transform individuals, transform couples. If someone in our audience is like, you know, wow, I I really connect with Lisa's ideas and the way she's uh, communicating them, you know, tell us a little bit about how they can connect with you and what you're doing with people. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you can find, I have a website for the book. It's called thecouplesplaybook.com. Or you can go to my main website, which is lmarini.com, M-A-R-I-N-I.com. And I always do free consultations with folks. So if you individually want to just chat with me, if you and your partner want to chat with me, I'm always set up for that. I do take people through the playbook program. So it's you know, accompanying the book, couples do it. I limit it to five couples in each group, but it's kind of a study guide that we do together uh, one hour a week for eight weeks. And so we, we talk about the book. I lead couples through it. And I think that having couples go through it together, people see, hey, they're having issues like we are, or, oh, that was a great strategy they used. We're going to use it. So there's that sense of community that can be really beneficial. Oh, I love that. So those are the things. Mm -hmm. And then I work with couples privately as well, either remote or in person. Most everybody's remote anymore, though. Absolutely. Well, I mean, uh, you know, all of those resources we will drop into our show notes. So, um, you know, if you heard that just now and you want to go right to it, you can just drop down into our show notes and click a link and connect with Lisa. It has been just a, a pleasure to to speak with you, Lisa. And, and I, I know it's been valuable information for our listeners. Yeah, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you both so much. And thanks to the listeners for tuning in. Um, I really am on this planet to support people. And I know you are as well. So thank you guys for the work that you're doing. It's truly extraordinary. And also for the creative way 
that you are approaching couples being on the same team. It is fabulous. It truly is. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to the show today. I know uh, there was definitely some pieces of information there that you can take like right away and uh, integrate into your relationship. You know, we as well have a online course. It's down in the show notes as well, Relationship Renovation at Home. You can download a free sample and check it out. And it's got videos, has uh, downloadable lessons. We've gotten a lot of great feedback lately for people who've recently completed it literally all over the world. So, So please check that out as well. And as always, take care of yourself, take care of each other. Your relationship deserves it. Bye-bye. Bye. Me and you just singing on the train. Me and you listening to the rain. Me and you, we are the same. Me and you have all the fame we need. Indeed, you and me are we. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.